Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 397. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Did you know that 99designs is the number one marketplace for crowdsourced graphic design? More than 100,000 design projects have passed through their doors. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today and get a $99 power pack of services for free. I started using Carbonite years ago because they back up my files for me. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial. Use the offer code FIRE and you'll get two free months if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Carl Mattiola. Carl, are you prepared to ignite? Hell yeah. All right. Carl is a software entrepreneur from San Francisco who founded Clinic Metrics, a SaaS company that helps physical therapists keep track of their business metrics. Prior to that, he helped build software for Johnson & Johnson and Tesla Motors. Carl, I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. I'm from San Francisco, grew up in Philadelphia, uh, and moved here about 10 years ago. I love it here because it gives me the opportunity to be around lots of really awesome people working on awesome things and uh, to surf every day if I want to, or drive up to Tahoe and go snowboarding if I want to, so... Yeah, it's the life out here for me. It's exactly what I love to do. Um, about my business, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a software company that helps physical therapy practice owners keep track of their business metrics. So it really kind of shows them at a glance um, what's going on in their business right now, uh, so they can make adjustments and you know motivate their team and you know, rally around goals and decide what they need to work on so that they can, you know, grow and, and focus on what they love to do, which is treat patients. Now, what I'm really excited about for this interview, Carl, is that you built this business in a very unique way. You used a very unique strategy that truly any entrepreneur can employ if they so desire. So we're really going to dive into the specifics of that. And I do want to make another side note. I love San Francisco, and I can say that because I just went there for the first time in October that I've ever been. I went with Lewis Howes. We had just a two and a half day packed meetings with iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and Creative Live. So I didn't get to see a ton of the city, but I definitely went for what I actually call a 15 mile epic run walk on day one and got to see a lot of it. I ran across the bridge, which was unbelievable, and the Golden Gate Bridge. And so, what a great city you live. In. I'm going to get back up there as soon as possible, and I'll definitely have some more time to hang out with you hopefully next time. But Carl, I just wanted to make that side note because when you are an entrepreneur that is truly location independent, you can choose to live in great cities like a San Francisco, like a San Diego, or like what you're doing, Carl, that we talked about in the pre-interview. You just leased a house out in Tahoe. You're going to live out there all winter. I mean, how cool is that? And it all came to be because of Clinic Metrics, which allowed you to leave your company with Tesla. We're going to dive into all this stuff. But Carl, first and foremost, let's get your quote. We want to be inspired. We want to get that motivational ball rolling. Take it away. For sure. So my quote is, you become what you think about. And it's uh, 
quote from Earl Nightingale. You become what you think about. Earl Nightingale has some great books, some great quotes, some amazing mantras. But what does this mean to you, Carl? Oh, man. Like, this is the kind of the theme for my year. This quote kind of embodies what I realized that's, you know, really broke me through a lot of barriers to get me where I am today and give me this, you know, awesome year. Um, Essentially, you know, I was the only thing holding me back from achieving what I wanted to achieve. And once I realized that if I was aware of that and aware of all of the feelings that I had that, you know, might have been creating some resistance with, you know, reaching out to to call somebody or um, going up against some other strong competition or things like that, I was able to kind of address it and just break through it. And, you know, this quote really, you know, embodies everything that really helped me this year. So that's why I chose this quote. Carl, that quote does embody you. I mean, you and I, we've met, we've hung out, we had a great mancation with 11 other guys. <laughs> we went out in Colorado and just had this amazing mastermind weekend of getting to know each other, of working on our businesses. That's how I got to know you and what you had created. And that's amazing. And that's what I really want to dive into now because your story is fascinating because you really had a specific skill set. You were making six figures in a very high level job that a lot of people People respected. You had the life that a lot of people think that they want, and you walked away from that. So let's dive into your entrepreneurial journey. We want to really start with a failure, with a challenge, with an obstacle that you faced and you had to overcome. So really take this time, Carl, to tell us that story. Tell us the entire challenge and failure and obstacles that you've been facing to get to where you are now. I had been working, you know, in in really good, you know, really cool jobs for a long time. And uh, I just wasn't happy. And, and, you know, I became really comfortable because you kind of you kind of get into this um, this routine and you get you get paid well and, you know, you're in a great place. Um, You know, you're around great people. But, you know, for me for something was missing. I was just not cool with it. I wasn't cool with driving to work every day, living the nine to five. And it just didn't feel good. And, um, yeah, it was really hard for me to break out of that because it was kind of such a routine thing and it just felt so comfortable. But, um, I knew something was wrong and, uh, yeah, I had to do something about it. Um, especially when I got to Tesla because I, Tesla is, a company that I, I love, I still do. I had, you know, an awesome opportunity there and I just had to get, you know, I, I got there and I thought everything was going to be perfect and it just wasn't, it wasn't what I had thought it would be. And I didn't really know why right away, but after thinking about it for a while, I knew that, you know, I needed to do something about it and I really needed to take action to, uh, you know, do what I really dreamed of doing, which was create something on my own and, uh, work work on my own goals and create value for other people. So getting over that hump and, you know, just like putting my foot in the ground and setting some really clear rules and goals for myself for the year is what really kind of catapulted me forward. So Carl, I know I put myself in this category and I know a lot of listeners are there as well. 
But we get to that area where it's almost like there's some golden handcuffs. We're making really good money. We're being promoted. We're surrounded by other energizing people that are doing some really cool things. But when we look inside, when we really try to sit down and analyze our own internal happiness, which a lot of us try to avoid doing, we realize, wow, I'm actually not happy and this doesn't feel right. And then we start blaming ourselves. We're like, why don't I feel right? Why aren't I happy? Why isn't this exactly what I think it should be? And there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's just who we are. It's our authentic selves. And I wasn't living my authentic life when I was in corporate finance or in commercial real estate. You just weren't living your authentic life at Tesla and at prior jobs you had. And when we finally manned up enough and said, you know what? Let's actually go after something that is for us. Let's actually chase that life that we want. Things started to happen. So let's go to that point right now, Carl, where that decision in your mind clicked at Tesla. What steps did you take from that point to finally extricate yourself from this embedded position? Well, I think the first thing for me was really defining what I wanted understanding, you know, what I really want and and why. Let's really break that down though, Carl. What is it that you really want? I'm just curious personally. Oh man. Uh, I have, so I have a document that I have everything listed, you know, that I, that I wanted um, and that I want today. And I look at it every morning. Um, There's a lot on there, so I won't go through it Yeah, let's hear the highlights. Yeah. The highlights are basically, you know, I wanted to I didn't want to have to commute anymore. I wanted to work work for myself. Even with uh, Entrepreneur on Fire as a podcast available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to I wanted to work for myself. Um I wanted to, you know, work on my own goals and generate value. I wanted to be able to, you know, spend my time how I want to spend it. Um that's, you know, really all all that it came down to and I wanted to, you know, create value in the world on my own and I knew I could do that. Um, so that's, you know, really what it boiled down to. And, and I was willing to, you know, give anything to make that happen. So that really kind of motivated me extra hard to, to just push and get this done. I think that's so valuable for the listeners right now to actually sit down and write a couple things that are really important to you. And if your life isn't currently fulfilling those important things, then what are you doing? Because you are the author of your own book. You are the captain of your own ship. I mean, it's time for you to take control and start making moves. It was not easy for me to quit law school and walk away. It was not easy for me to quit John Hancock corporate finance when they were offering me promotion after promotion. It was not easy for me to walk away from the commercial real estate job that I had that I was on partnership track. But these were all decisions that I made, not out of desperation, but just out of searching for what was fitting for me and not finding it. You know, I was kind of like that little bird that was in a nest that just wanted to fly, but just didn't know how to. So I was just kind of sitting in this nest, this protected nest and waiting for something. And finally, you know, I learned how to fly. And now you, Carl, with what you've done with clinic metrics have as well. So let's pick it up from that point right there. I mean, you finally decide, okay, I'm breaking away. You didn't necessarily have that next idea that you were going to move right into. How did that whole idea come to fruition? And what action steps did you take? I was on my way to work one day and heard a podcast uh, uh, that Pat Flynn did with uh, Dane Maxwell on the foundation. Um, And it just really, you know, that really resonated with me for a lot of reasons. And I won't go into all of them, but um, 
it was it's it's a program where you can kind of it, it helps you and puts a support structure around you to uh, create something um, to create a product basically by you know out of thin air with no idea by looking at a market and asking them questions about what they really want um, and that's what exactly what I did I, I chose the physical therapy market because it's it I have a connection with it and just really believe in it and yeah, I started reaching out to them and asking them questions about, you know, what are your biggest pains and what are what are the biggest challenges in the industry and, you know, how can I help how can I help you guys? And that's where the idea came from. I listened to a lot of people, um, lots of them, and uh I heard this this problem over and over again and I decided it was a really good one for me to help solve. Now, how did the initial idea to help physical therapists come into your mind? I played football in college. I had a bad shoulder injury, and I saw a physical therapist then who helped me get over that injury. Everybody said I was going to have to get surgery, whatever, but they actually helped me through it. I didn't end up having to get uh, surgery, which was awesome. And uh, I just had a great experience there. And you know, I just remembered that experience and I'd always thought of that market. And at the time I was already going down this kind of tech path, which, which is the one I'm on today, but I'd always remembered that being like a good, you know, I, I was passionate about what they were doing. I believed in them and I really, you know, wanted to help them. So, um, that's what led me to choosing that market. Also, um, I did my homework to make sure it was like a, a good market to go after business wise as well. So Fire Nation, I hope what you're taking away from this is that we all have experiences in our lives that are going to lead us to ideas and to aha moments. And Carl's experience was actually utilizing a physical therapy office to get over an injury and to avoid surgery. And he walked away from that knowing that they serve people incredibly well. And if he could help them serve people even better, then that was going to be something amazing that he was going to resonate with and was really going to be living authentically by. So you had this idea, Carl. Now, let's be honest, we all have ideas. Now this is where the fun starts, or <laughs> this is where the hard part starts, one and the same. So what did you actually do to start taking action? I mean, we're going to be getting into picking up that dreaded phone and that's where most people, and I want to say 99% of people don't do. They're just afraid of the imposter syndrome sets in, the fear of rejection sets in. How did you overcome that reaching out to physical therapists? It goes back to, you know, what we're talking about um, before where if you don't have, if you don't know what your, your reason for what you want to do, um, is or what you want in your life is you're you're never going to get there because if you're not clear on it this stuff that you're mentioning like reaching out to customers or talking to people on the phone or you know all the other things that you have to do to build a business they're very hard and it's very challenging and you have to get over a lot of personal barriers in order to make that happen and without a strong why in my opinion you never get there so for me, it was always, you know, looking every morning at what I really wanted in my life, looking at my three, you know, tasks that I needed to do for the day in order to get me closer to my goals. And if I felt any resistance, you know, I address them and I look back at, you know, what, what I, why I was doing it and, and it always pushed me through. So Carl, what were some of those three tasks that you had on a daily basis that were really mandatory to pushing your business forward? 
oh man, like just reaching out to the market, you know, sending some emails to them and uh, asking them if they were cool with, with talking, actually calling them up and having, you know, conversations about what their problems are in their business. And then eventually, you know, talk, getting into uh, some selling the idea once I had developed it further to, you know, a prototype and uh, had something to show people. So pre-selling it and those are some of the things. So, Carl, we had Eric Reese from the Lean Startup on Entrepreneur on Fire, and he talks so eloquently about the minimally viable product, about getting out to your customers and talking to them when you first just have a shell of an idea before you take time and effort and spend energy and money getting into it. And that's exactly what the foundation teaches. That's what the Eric Reese Lean Startup model teaches. And that's exactly what you did because Fire Nation, what Carl could have done was was kind of hide behind a shell and just think that this was a market that needed to be served and then try to create what he assumed was going to be a fix for it and then come out and say, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Physical Therapist, look what I've created. And they're like, well, why would we want that? I mean, listen, Carl's not a physical therapist. He doesn't live and work in the world of physical therapy. So all he could do to ensure his success was immerse himself with physical therapists by talking to them, by visiting their offices, by seeing where their actual pain points were. So Carl, talk to us about a couple of specific scenarios where you did get somebody on the line. You, you got through, you had a conversation, maybe you went and visited an office. Talk to us about that and how that shaped your product clinic metrics. That's where the idea came from. So one specific time, I remember calling... Uh, a practice owner in in uh, Arizona, and I talked to him about what his biggest challenges were, and he mentioned, you know, I never really know what's going on in my business. I don't. <laughs> we try to put stuff together on spreadsheets every week. It takes forever. It's never it's never done on time, and you know, because it's not done on time, we can't set our goals the way that we want to, and you know, it's costing us a lot of money, and it's a huge headache, and. It's a huge struggle, and that's where the original idea kind of came and from. lost opportunity, huge. Yeah, well, huge lost opportunity, and uh, yeah, and you know, they really could be focusing their time on other things to you know improve their business and serve their patients better um, if they just had a clear picture of what's going on. So, um, yeah, that 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 was you know one of the one of the specific conversations we had, and from there, you know, he we talked about it, and and I kind of drew up a solution just like literally on paper and converted it into a little demo using Keynote and Keynotopia. And uh, I showed it to him and he referred me to his friends. I showed it to his friends and they were all interested. And that's when I knew I really had something. Now, what's a fascinating part of all this, Carl, is that pre-sell. A lot of listeners are like, okay, I get it. I mean, but how do I actually fund building a software product? How do I fund going and getting people that need to create what I'm showing these potential clients that may not even end up becoming clients? And that's where the foundation flips everything on its head and says, no, no, no. You actually create nothing except the idea and maybe something like you did in Keynotopia and you pre-sell it. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, all I literally had before I got my first sale was, um, well, I had a group of people and a, and a valid idea that came from those people that came from the market. I drew it up into a uh, little, uh, you know, keynote presentation sort of, and eventually made a little clickable demo out of it. But 
um, from there, I just took it and showed the idea, like what it would look like and really like the pains it would solve for them. Um, literally was able to calculate the ROI for them. Like how much time are you spending doing this? How much do you value your time? Or how many more patients could you get if you had a clear picture of this? Um, and how much is that, you know, worth to you? And, uh, really was able to work out a fair price with them and, and just, you know, ask them for, uh, money in, in advance um, before I built it in exchange for, you know, some, some time off, some, some percentage off uh, for life and in exchange to be able to give them the ability to kind of dictate the features of the product with me. Uh, so that's really how it worked was, you know, coming up with the idea with these people, drawing it up and then reaching out to them and afterwards showing it to them, you know, iterating that design a little bit and then and then asking them, you know, uh, saying, I really want to make sure this is viable. You know, are you willing to pay in advance uh, three months of, you know, what it would cost when it comes out? Um, and yeah, it worked. It absolutely worked. And what I really want to focus on here for Fire Nation, Carl, is that this is just kind of more an experiment of asking questions and even more specifically asking the right questions because guess what? You were told by the physical therapist what they needed, what their pain points were, what they wanted in this product. And you just sat there, you took good notes, and you promised to now go out and create it for them in a very professional way through the SaaS, the software as a service product. And they were then willing to prepay for that because they were already saying, we need this, we want this, here's money for it. Now I get percentage off what it's going to cost everybody else that gets in later. And I now actually get to dictate the terms. So these are all really powerful things. And Carl, I don't know how willing you are to talk numbers because we didn't actually even talk about this in the pre-interview. So I'm just going to kind of ask you right now and whatever you're willing to share, please do. You know, we're all about transparency here. You know, let me just share with you with Entrepreneur on Fire. We publish a monthly income report. I like to share it all, but I want to respect your privacy and where you want to go with this. So whatever you're willing to share, we'd love to hear it. So let's hear numbers if you are willing to share them. Sure. Um, so what I, what I will tell you is how much I was able to raise before, um, before building the product. So I, I think I'm trying to, I could pull it up, but I'll just take a, I'll take a I know the rough estimate is I raised about, uh, three or $4,000 before I built the product in pre-sales, um, up front. And, uh, that was, you know, that, that was enough for me to, to know that it was, uh, you know, a viable product and I should move forward with it was that I was able to get three people to pay in advance. And then after that, you know, as I kicked off development, I got even more to pay in advance. Um, and initially I was going to fund development a hundred percent with pre-sales, but, but the person I approached as to develop the product, actually, um, he was so impressed by the process and the idea and that people were paying before it even existed that he wanted to work for uh, revenue. And oh, wow. that was awesome. So I didn't pay a dime to even have the product built either out of my pocket anyway. And now he has a real interest in making this product awesome and continuing to see that it exactly, does well. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So oh, that was huge. Carl, if you could see me right now, this is an audio only interview, but I'm like bowing on my knees right now to say <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> this is really exciting stuff. So how many clients do you currently have using clinic metrics right now? There's 11 right now. 11. And what are they paying per month? Uh, well, it depends. Okay. It's, okay. Uh, well, then it, just tell it, us it, what is your monthly revenue right now for clinic metrics? It's roughly 4,000, uh, monthly right now. Okay. So I just want a fire nation to step back right now. Think about what you're doing every single day. You're driving to work. You're, you're working at your job. Maybe you like it. That's great. Maybe you're just listening to entrepreneur on fire as entertainment, not as inspiration. But if you're not really feeling like you love your job, if you're feeling like you do want to maybe work for yourself, if you want to maybe lease a house in Tahoe like Carl's doing this winter, just to snowboard, then this is an amazing opportunity to pursue. This is a recipe for success that Carl just spelled out for us here on Entrepreneur on Fire. He thought of a pain point that people were having. In the physical therapy world, there's many, many industries very similar to that. Think about it. The dentist, plumbers, uh, pool cleaners, whatever you want to think about, there are so many different industries like this that are having these major pain points. They're stuck in the 90s. These guys are using spreadsheets to track stuff. All Carl did was man up or woman up, picked up a phone, called them, asked some questions, found some interested people, asked them to basically tell him what to create. He created it with a SaaS designer who said, hey, I don't even want you to pay me. Just give me some of the revenue for it, which then put that designer in the position of wanting to make an awesome product. And now Carl, in the beginning stages of this business, has a recurring revenue of $4,000 a month that is only going to continue to go up as the product improves and he finds more users for it. The sky is literally the limit. I mean, Carl, life is good, right? Yeah, it's great. Love it, Carl. And man, we could keep talking about this all day, all day long. And you know it, and I know it. And we're going to do it on the ski slopes, on the snowboarding slopes of Tahoe this winter. Maybe I'll have to bring a little digital recorder on the chairlift so I can do a, <laughs> an Entrepreneur on Fire interview between runs. How does that sound? That sounds awesome. <laughs> it will be awesome. But right now, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Focus. Follow one course until success. Yeah, you know this is the acronym I love most, but because you're an entrepreneur just like me, you also know how easy it is to lose focus. It's not like the corporate days when you had a team of people to support you with projects and everyday tasks. Now it's all on you to manage projects and reach your goals. And because of this heightened responsibility, you worry about what might go wrong, what might be lost, what might not work. One thing that helps me when I'm feeling worried about what might go wrong, what might be lost, and what might not work is to think about the team of software products that I have to support me, like Carbonite. With Carbonite, I can rest assured that my files will always be backed up automatically and constantly. Let Carbonite help you. Start a free trial at Carbonite.com with the offer code FIRE and get two bonus months if you decide to buy. Safety and security are waiting for you at Carbonite.com slash fire. Whenever I hear someone talking about their frustrations over working with a single designer who just doesn't get their vision, I always ask, did you know that 99designs is the number one marketplace for crowdsourced graphic design? When they ask why, this is what I say. 
In addition to having dozens of designers working on your project, instead of just one, you can rest assured knowing that 99designs has world-class customer support available 24-7 over the phone, via email, and chat. Not enough? They also offer a 100% money-back guarantee. So whether you're looking for your next low design, a new web design, digital marketing collateral, apparel design, mobile app design, or print collateral design, 99designs has over 210,000 designers standing by worldwide waiting just for you. You can start your next graphic design project for as low as $199 and get a $99 power pack of services for free today by going to 99designs.com slash fire. What we're going to do now, Carl, is transition. We're going to segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round. Because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes, absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Mostly for me, it was really fear of others seeing me fail. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want that to happen. So I kind of didn't really do anything. And that was, that was a bad choice. Fear of other people seeing you fail. I mean, that is something that I can resonate with, Carl. I'm almost a lawyer today because I was too scared of quitting law school because of what other people would think. And let me tell you, I would be one unhappy lawyer. What's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is uh, just talk to your market, talk to your customers before you, <laughs> before you uh, try to come up with any ideas. Let them come up with the ideas for you. Let them come up with, let them tell you what they want and uh, then give them what they want. Absolutely. You're not the subject matter expert. Don't try to be. Go to the subject matter experts that, guess what, don't have time to create what you're looking to create anyways. They'll give you the advice and you implement. Carl, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing I mentioned earlier is, is one, I, I look at my I look at my vision every single day, like my vision for my life and where I want it to go. Every morning after I make breakfast, I sit there, eat breakfast and read it over and make sure, you know, everything I'm doing for the day is aligned with that. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? For sure. One is followup.cc. It's a, it's a service that is super easy to use that you just basically either copy or, or blind copy uh, an email address that you know tells you it reminds you to uh, it reminds you to follow up with somebody. So you could just if somebody emails you and says, "Oh, hey, um, you know, I'm I can't talk right now or this week, but call me in October." You can just put something like October first at followup.cc, email it. Uh, back to that person or just forward it to that address and it'll email you back on that day reminding you to do it. That's actually, you know, that service actually helped me uh, <laughs> close deals. It's helped me remember like to do really important things and it, it, it works because it's just so easy to use. I mean, Carl, it helps somebody get on Entrepreneur on Fire. Real, yeah. <laughs> real, real quick story. I had somebody that emailed me and said, John, I would love to be an entrepreneur on fire. This is my deal. And I'm like, well, listen, you obviously have some things in the works. Um, I wouldn't really consider you, quote unquote, a successful entrepreneur at this moment. But if what you're working on does work, then you will be. So email me back in six months. Let's see where you're at. 
Sure enough, because he emailed me back and I could see that it was exactly six months to the day, he said, John, following up as requested. I went back and read through the prior emails. I'm like, this guy is on it. And I asked him why he was so on it. And he goes, followup.cc. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Carl Mattiola. Carl, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? This is Earl Nightingale by Earl Nightingale. It's an awesome book. It basically just has lots of little short stories of, you know, loads of wisdom. And uh, yeah, I love that book. Any, you know, you can pick it up anytime, just open it to any chapter. And uh, it gives you just like lots of motivation and really good thoughts in there. Nice. Well, Fire Nation loves audio, Carl. And if they haven't already, they can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. So, Carl, this next question, it's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Awesome. So I know exactly what I would do. I would find a market that I'm passionate about. I would then reach out to that market via email and set up phone calls to talk to them and ask them about their painful problems. But I would focus on the people who are kind of the rock stars, like the rock stars of the entire industry. I would, I would, you know, get in touch with them um, by sending them personal emails and, and uh, just like reaching out to them personally. Uh, and I, you know, I talk to them about their, their problems and I talk to them about their goals for their business and find out, you know, what they want solved or what they want to improve. And then I would draw it up. I'd have them take a look at it. Um, I'd, you know, iterate it until it's just right. I'd ask them to pay for it in advance. Um, and then I'd use that money to build it. And then I'd launch it. Carl, you have just drawn us the roadmap to SaaS success. That's software as a service. And I thank you for that. So what I would love for you to do, because you've done such a great job thus far with Fire Nation of giving us that recipe, of giving us those ingredients, share with us one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say, you know, write down your goals and, and, and write down not just your goals, but your, your direction that you want to take your life in um, and what you want to accomplish. And then, you know, write down one thing that you can do today to get, to get you closer and, you know, get that done. Um, just do it uh, and do that every day. So that'd be my parting words of guidance. I guess how you can get in touch with me is you can you can go to my website at carlmattiola.com. I'm writing a blog there um, and you can connect with me there. Well, Carl, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode, your contact information at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because you are hanging out in the archives or just click on that search bar and type in the word Carl and his show notes page will pop right up. And Carl, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome, thanks. 
John Gabriel lost over 200 pounds and now is the best-selling author that has been featured on the documentary films Hungry for Change and Feed Obesity. Plus, he's spoken live to over 10,000 people worldwide. Why? Because he created The Gabriel Method, a weight loss program that focuses on hormonal balance, the root cause of overeating and weight gain for many business owners. To claim your free copy of John's best-selling book, visit FreeGabrielMethodBook.com. Fire Nation, we have to take care of ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.